You're listening to episode 55 of the Broken Glass Podcast, how having an open and abundant mindset can impact your career with Kendra Mickey. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Kendra Mickey with me of Kendra and the Bunnies. She is a singer-songwriter and published author, and I'm so excited to have her here today with me. So welcome to the podcast, Kendra. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to talk to you because you have a very you've had a very cool career. You're <laughs> kind of you're multi-creative, and I'd love to dive into all aspects of that. But let's just start off really broad, like what, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing right now, and especially given um, you know current circumstances, how you've managed to really, I guess, pivot your career uh, and your your projects uh, during the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so my career, I mean, a lot of it has just completely gone online. Right now, I'm putting the the finishing touches on my third album. So that's been really great because I know how to record. Um, at home. I know how to mix and master. I have a lot of friends that can also record at their homes or they have access to a studio. So they would be like the the bunnies and Kendra and the bunnies. So I recorded a lot of my third album at home during this time, sent those tracks off to other musicians where they were able to record their, their tracks on it, send it back to me. So it's been really great because I've been able to have like such a creative passion um, during this process of recording my album and really like hone in on the feelings of things because I'm so focused on it. Um, additionally, I'd have to say as far as like pivoting, because the album was always going to be recorded in like May of 2020 anyway, just depended if I was going to record it at home or at a studio. The way I'd say I'd pivot, I have pivoted in my, in my career was I was actually supposed to be traveling up the coast of California. I'm based in Los Angeles, California. So I'd be starting in LA and, and going up the coast, performing shows at, in like San Luis, Obispo, um, you know, then going all the way up to San Francisco and playing my first couple of shows as Kendra and the Bunnies in San Francisco, in the city. That was scheduled for April of 2020. So of course that has been postponed or canceled or going to be rescheduled, just depends on where the venues are, where the venues are at when we go to reschedule in the next uh, few months or maybe even next year. So what I decided to do was like, okay, the minute that like my first gig was canceled or postponed, however, however you'd like to refer to it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a live stream. I had already started to dabble in the live stream things when I would be performing at like a club or at a venue. I would go ahead and throw on my live stream because people were tuning in. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm reaching out to 50 to 100 additional fans, reaching out to 100 additional people. Let me just live stream from the venue. Um, during the show. So I had already started doing that. So when my first, when my first gig got, you know, canceled, I was like, okay, no problem. I'll just go home and get everything set up for a live stream. And I started doing that and it just kind of was like, okay, now we've got another one. Now we've got another show online. And then eventually my booking agent was like, you know what, this kind of seems like this is going to be how it is for the foreseeable future. So let's, and they started to go ahead and reach out to people like Broken Glass Media to start doing collaborative live streams where, for instance, we actually did one together um, last Friday that was super fun, where it's kind of like a collaborative thing. I'm, I'm going live on my live stream. Y'all are reposting it to your audience. And it's like we're having this, like, I say it's almost like a layover flight, like, People are like, oh, have you been to North Carolina? And I'm like, no, I haven't been there, but I virtually toured via a live stream in North Carolina, (laughs) all in May 2020. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of what's been going on. As a creative, it's kind of cool because I can be in my headspace. And then if I need to, if I need to get a little bit more in my heart space and move into my body, I'll go outside for a nature walk. But I have to say, like, I've been really focused on the new album. I've been really focused on this new book of poetry. I'm doing and connecting with fans via live stream. And I think that's the great thing about 
technology now is that we can do that, right? If this mm -hmm. was 20 years ago, you'd probably just be writing and recording and we wouldn't be connecting with audiences. We wouldn't be connecting with other companies and other, other bands yeah. to do these cool things where we can now still operate even though it's just all digital. Yeah. Right. And I, I remembered that, you know, you mentioned that you had, you recorded your parts and then you sent it off to other people. And that made me think of the band, the postal service. Oh really? Um, yeah. Cause what they did, this was back in, I think that album was from the, I want to say the early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And they, I, I believe that they're called the Postal Service because it was that premise where they would record their part and send it off by the Postal Service. You know, I've heard that too. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah. And that just, that's when you mentioned that you were sending off your parts to, you know, your, you did your piece and you sent it yeah. off. I was like, that makes you think of the Postal Service. And that was before we could transfer huge files online yeah. and, and that now it's just easy. It's just a click of a button, you know, send off a Dropbox file or however, you know, people send yeah. a Google Drive. And it's, it's made our, our lives so much easier. And I think that's really helped a lot, a lot of people during mm -hmm. this time, a lot of musicians is, you know, they can record from home. They can connect with their audiences mm -hmm. still by social media, by email, um, by doing the live streams. So it's, it's definitely interesting. And, and to see the people who have really taken advantage of, of these tools and mm -hmm. technologies and just pivoted their career like you did you know i okay i can't go to these venues how can i still connect with my audience yeah and then you can connect with even more people too right Definitely. you can connect with people across the world instead of just in that one local area so i mean i i do miss going to shows and, and that environment but this is definitely you know a good substitute for the time being it's cool because I'm connecting with people that I might not have necessarily connected with because it's online. So there's not that notion of like distance in between because, because whether I recorded this new album in a studio in LA or if I decided to, to record at home anyway, um, I probably would have been looking for musicians in the LA area first to bring them over to my house to record or to meet me at the studio to record. And then this time I'm like, Oh, well we all have to record from our homes or wherever we are. So I might as well reach out to my friends in Colorado, my friend in Texas, um, to, to lay down some, uh, my friend in San Fran to do some electric guitar for me. And it just kind of like widened my reach of like, oh, we, we can do this all the time and reach out to all different types of people all over the world, um, even when things are back to normal. So it's cool because it's opened up this whole new channel for artists, like it's just like a whole new platform and it allows for so much more exposure for artists because when things get back to normal i'll be going to perform you know multiple times a week but then i'll also be live streaming too because it's such a benefit to be able to be seen there's millions of users on twitch there's millions of users on all these streaming apps that are there to watch creatives perform whatever it is there's all sorts of genres there's all sorts of mediums gaming, um, even live streaming for people cooking um, elo eloquent meals and stuff like that. It's so cool. It's a great avenue for us. Yeah. And it's, it's just really cool to watch how, um, you know, innovative people are. And like you mentioned Twitch, I wouldn't have even thought of using Twitch. I don't use it and I'm not familiar with it, but, you know, just to, who was it? There's somebody the other night I was watching their live stream and they, maybe it was, maybe it was you. Um, I know it was Friday night and it was multiple platforms. Okay. Let me check YouTube, Instagram, you know, all the different, where all the, all the feedback was coming in from and, you know, to, to have those different audiences across different channels and one stream at the same time, it's, it's definitely connecting us at a global level, which is definitely. interesting. So cool. So cool in that way. Yeah. Yeah, um, I want to take it back a little bit and just kind of chat about how you got involved in the industry um, and started in music and how you really kind of developed your, your sound and your band. Awesome. So I have been performing since, um, since I was a wee little kid. It was like around age four that I realized, you know, I was at home, with, you know, as a four-year-old dancing around with a boa, pink boa on. And I remember it was such a distinct moment. Um, as every good dramatic person is 
it, every moment is where I noticed this like woman, this blonde woman on the TV screen. And I was just like, oh, mom, is that what being a movie star is? And she was like, yes. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So then we went ahead and had me audition for the local theater. And I, you know, got into classes, was doing vocal dance and acting lessons and have been since age four. So it was like, boom, this is what I want to do. I, I knew I wanted to do it. I loved being in the spotlight. I loved working with other people to create a scene and creating these like made up worlds and being able to be a character and sing and dance and all that. So I've been doing that forever. And then once I got a, a, into high school, cause that was a musical theater. Once I got to high school was when I was introduced to rock and roll music. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing that you can just play this like really good catchy guitar and have people singing with their entire soul, singing their heart out, just like musical theater, but in, in a specifically just musical setting. You know, these are musicians performing versus actresses or actors playing a character and then singing within, within the musical theater context. So I thought, I thought that was amazing. And it just opened up a whole new avenue for being able to like discover who I am. I was also starting to write poetry right around that same time. So like age um, 13, 14, when I was discovering rock and roll, I was starting to write poetry. And it was just like this whole new kind of depth to myself that I found. Um, then I went ahead and so I'd go to like these summer camps, kind of like the School of Rock movie. Um, it was called Camp Jam where my mom would drop me off on Monday, we'd form a band, we'd practice our cover song, and then on Friday we'd perform to the whole audience, family members, friends. There would be like 200 people in the audience on Friday too. So it was just like such a great experience and I really realized like I love to sing as a musician in, particular, in particularly. Um, then I went to college for theater arts as well. Um, I attended Pepperdine University that happens to be right outside of Los Angeles too. So I got here to Los Angeles at age 18, did, did college, really loved college, loved the place I went as well. And I learned so much in the curriculum, like studying theater arts where I'm like going to theater history classes. I'm like, wow, this goes back for like eons. This goes back to er eras way before that I had ever even known. It goes back to like tribal dancing and like, you know, traditions throughout culture and stuff like that. And I was just thinking like, there's such a spirit. There's so, so much spirituality to the stage, to art and being an artist and being a creative. And so that opened the spiritual door for me to where I started to investigate what it is to be alive um, and, and who I am within this grand scheme of existence. So then I did the spiritual thing. And then I graduated college and I was like, what do I do next? Um, so then I did the soul searching thing. I, I moved to Denver, Colorado for two years that has an amazing, and I knew this before I moved there. Um, so it's kind of like setting myself up for what I knew I think I wanted. Um, so I was like, okay, Denver has an amazing underground music scene or an amazing music scene, jam bands, rock and roll, spoken word, um, alternative music, all sorts of music that's happening all the time there. Went there for two years and pretty much immediately I was like, oh, I'm a singer songwriter. You know, I was like actress, writer, singer. Oh, I should put all this together and just start writing my own songs. So I was in Denver for two years post-college. And then I moved back to LA and I got back to LA in um, like right before the new year for 2019. And that's when I hit the ground running with Kendra and the Bunnies. I went ahead and studied at the Musicians Institute um, that's on Hollywood Boulevard, actually. So it was really interesting walking to class like every day, seeing the, ca the cast of characters on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, but <laughs> like so funny. It's like, oh, I'm just uh, in between classes hanging out by, yeah. you know, Nancy Wilson's star on the boulevard. And that's when I like started to formulate it as a career because I'd always been the creative, you know, I'd been on set or been in the theater and stuff like that listening to a director, reading the text, learning the lines, but it's like, okay, music. Like this is like, I'm about to like manage my career, manage my identity, my image, reach out to people, network, PR, all of that is rolled into the independent artists starting their career. And so it was just like such an empowering, it still is so empowering every single day, being able to seek and love what I do and also be in control well, maybe that's not the word I want to use, but be an active participant in what I do.
Yeah, that's the short answer. That's the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's um, an amazing, you know, you've really been involved since you were young. And, you know, I know some people who they, you know, they start off and then they take a different path mm-hmm. and then they come back to it. But you really, it sounds like you've really been involved since you were you know, consistently since you were young. And I, I did want to say, I didn't know that about Denver. Yeah. Um, oh, really? That it has such a scene. Um, I, I guess it's just, I'm not that familiar with the area. And I actually had uh, the opportunity this year to relocate to Boulder. Okay. Um, but I decided to stay in LA. because I was like, okay. well, there's no music scene out there. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's interesting to know. I, I was not aware of, of, of uh, how much there is to do out there. I know Boulder's not you know denver but it's still close enough it's gorgeous boulder is gorgeous um it's about 30 minutes north of the city and i have to say it's one of the best music scenes but it's going to be a little bit more niche down to um specifically kind of maybe like rock if you're in in boulder and then when you get to denver you'll have more of a pick of your genres but there's so many good venues there they have red rocks near there um that's true right yeah environment because it's it's I mean, it's mountain life. It's just a good environment. Yeah. Um, lots of music too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. I just learned something today. <laughs> but LA, um, I mean, there's nothing yeah. like LA for sure. That's true. Yeah. And I came out here about five years ago for the industry. So cool. um, I was like, you know what, let me, let me stick a little longer and, and see what else I can do out here. So nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really cool. You know, you really took an, an you know, you, you became that active participant, um, in your career. And mm-hmm. I think as you know, you're, you're a musician, you're a singer songwriter, you're, you know, author, you're, you're a multi-creative, right. And I think that's, that's really cool about your career is that you've got all these different avenues, right. And, and you can pull from one and, and bring that into the other. And, yeah. um, you know, you're a published author and I was actually on your site this morning and I saw that you, um, you know, you, you write for, uh, you do some journalism and, um, I think that that's really, you know, being what I, I like to call it like a musicpreneur, right? Like you're thinking like an entrepreneur, you're not just sitting there writing songs and having everybody else do everything for you. You're really Definitely. taking control of all of that. Um, and, and you really see it as a business, right? Like you see, this is my career. This is a mm-hmm. business. Um, what, you know, when we get into that, like entrepreneur and that business mindset, sometimes we, we tend to not necessarily become inauthentic, but we let other mm-hmm. things take control. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, you're very about being authentic in your career and as an artist. Um, what are some guiding principles that you you follow when it comes to keeping authentic, but still thinking of it business-like? Um, that is such a good question. I would say it's, it's a day-to-day thing. It's a day-to-day feeling. So I do have the ultimate vision, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, the ultimate vision. Then I have, you know, I back into goals and I have a five-year vision, a three-year vision, to one year, couple months, couple weeks, then I have my running to-do list of things to do each day. And I'm really in communication with my inner being, my higher self, you know, intuition, however one refers to it. Um, I'm in connection with that feeling of this is the right way to move. This is the right opportunity. This is the right way to say it. And just like seeing how it plays itself out while also staying authentic. So let's see. So I just take opportunities as they arise. And it seems like things that are meant for me are right there. It's kind of like that abundance mindset and that like positive mindset in action. Um, And then if I have a decision that's like, should I release a song this way? Or for instance, like what should be the first single on my upcoming album? There was maybe about, it ended up being like, I'm so excited about so many of the songs on the album that I really could have chosen out of like five or six to be the the leading single but it ended up being a decision between about like three or four songs on the album and i was just like okay i know that i think it should be this one because it just when i listen to it it's just catchy like that it's just like good good way to lead the album however let me sit on it a couple days let me listen to the universe let me go for a walk 
and see what kind of signs um, reveal themselves to me to see if this is in fact the right direction to go in choosing this single. So that can be applied to all sorts of different things. Let's say you have the decision to, cho to choose between working with two different individuals or you know, going with one PR company versus the other PR company. What I'll do, unless there's like a hard, fast deadline for five minutes from now, I will let myself sit with that decision, see how it wants to play out, and then make the decision as far as business goes. This also translates to songwriting as well, maybe like with word choice or like how the song flows or if this is in fact the way that this song wants to be written or if I should take that melody and use a whole different lyric with it. I just kind of let the things speak to me and that has to do also with some of that spiritual work um, and that just like self understanding that I seek out every single day. For me, it's, it's like a mechanism that I have to do because I'm so much in my thoughts all the time and in my feelings that it's constantly like I'm actively guiding this ship to stay, to stay where I'm, you know, to stay on the path and while discovering the path too. Yeah. I love what you said about abundant mindset. And I think that's so important um, with the opportunities that come our way. I've really jumped into that as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. Once I, I really started working on that and thinking abundantly what opened up. Right. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and not only what opened up, but what opened up that really aligned with my own values with, my own vision and my mission for the business and for my life in general. And it sounds like you've really, you've focused on the opportunities that really align with you and, and, and what you want to do. And I think that's so important, especially you mentioned too finding, you know, say like a PR company or something and sitting with it and, and deciding, you know, does that align with, with who I am, with, with what I want to say, Mm -hmm. And I think that's important when you bring, especially when you're bringing a team on, mm -hmm. right? So that if that team is aligned with you and your values, then you're going to stay authentic, right? Definitely. They're not going to be the kind of team that goes to change you and, and, and make you to be, you know, some kind of, you know, pop star, you know, glitter right. pop star, right? That's not you. But, that's not your, your vision. <laughs> and I, if that did come up, then I would allow myself to go there. Like if right. I, I was like, okay, now I want to be a pop star. I would allow myself to go there. Um, but there would have to be like a sequence of right of events that led. Yeah. To yeah. It would, you would be, you know, because you're so actively involved, you know, you would, you mm -hmm. would have that, that say. And um, but yeah, I definitely love what you said about that. Abundant mindset is so important. And um, I mean, it's at first, I remember when I first started on working on that, it was, a, it was a struggle. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, how, how do, how do I do this? How do I think like that? And I don't even really remember like what point it opened up, but I started reading a lot more. I think the, the biggest key for me was I read, um, Jen Sincero's You Were a Badass. I love Jen Sincero's work. Awesome. <laughs> I have her two, two books, the you're a badass and you're a badass at making money. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's really where that opened up. You know, it's like, Oh, I just, you know, like it, it just, it just came to me. And I, all of a sudden I had this abundance. I her money book like once a year. That's awesome. I, I not sure where my first book went, but I have that one sitting on my dresser and it's like, I refer to it, you know, I need some some inspiration or, you know, I, I'm the one quote that I love from her and I can't remember how exactly how it goes, but it's just basically, you know, what other people think about you has nothing to do with you. Right. You know, and everything to do with them. And that's really what I've started to live by. And it just that book really kind of changed the tra trajectory of my career and opened me up to that abundant mindset. Did you change some of your thought patterns or you were just saying that um, you don't know when the switch happened, but what I, are some of the signifiers of that switch to abundance? Mindset? I think I did because before I read it, it was for me, it was very, you know, I'm going to work in the corporate life. I'm going to, you know, I have to have a nine to five. Mm -hmm. And I read that book and it's like, Oh, there's other opportunities. I can start my own business. Mm -hmm. I can create a lifestyle that I want. You know, and I, I can, um, 
you know, there, there's so much out there. I don't have to do just a nine to five and sit in the little cubicle and that's Mm -hmm. that. So I think that opened up that world, you know, it was slow, but you know, okay, let me start a side hustle. And then now it's going to be in in about two months, it's going to be my, my full-time business. So it just, it just opened up that world, right. That you can do this, you can, um, and I remember reading, I can't remember which, if it was in the first book or or the, the money book, but she was working with her coach and her coach said, well, charge this, you know, charge mm-hmm. this amount. And she was like, I can't charge them that. <laughs> and uh-huh. that, that helped me too, because it's like, oh, okay. When I offer my services, you know, maybe they'll say no, but then are they the right client for me? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, I have to go back to them, read them again. I haven't read them in a while, but. I know which, sec- which section you're talking about. Um, yeah, like energetically, then you're on the same level and on the same wavelength. I think the part of that story goes that like, he's like, or her mentor is like, okay, charge this much. And she's like, there's no way I can charge that much. And then she gets an email from a client that she was thinking about emailing. And he's like, I would like to work again together, name your price. And it's just like, wow, the universe yeah. is always providing it as it's always providing. And then we are open to seeing and receiving in all these different facets. One um, message that has really stuck with me. And I think about this often because I I'm over analytical. So I like to know how things are going to happen before they happen, even though is that really possible? Um, But one of the things, I think this is maybe even, even Abraham Hicks who says this, that it's like when the universe wants to give you something, whether it's financial opportunity Um, the love of your life, when it wants to give you something, it's the universe giving it to you. So we need to be open to it coming from all certain types of facets, whether it's, you know, a raise at work or a client calls you to to work with them, but it's the universe that's giving that gift versus one particular avenue. So then we're also open to all the avenues in which the gift can be given. Right. Abraham Hicks is one that I, I've heard so much about and I really want to start diving into. Um, yeah. And just, you know, reading and learning more about, cause I, I think that's, I think that's my next step. I to, like her a lot. I like her a lot. Her stuff is on YouTube also to listen to. I might have to do that that way. <laughs> I can listen while I'm doing other things too. And then absorb that way. Um, so, you know, you've, you've got such a creative career and I, I do want to kind of check because I know a lot of people tend to get overwhelmed with all the different avenues that they, they go down with being a creative. Do you have any, any tips to kind of manage your career and, and your different projects without the overwhelm? And then how do you, how do you maintain your creativity? Cause you know, we go from, you know, I, left brain, right brain, you know, business to creative. And and do you have any way you manage that? Or is that just something that just evolves for you? Um, It's a little bit of both. So for instance, I'm looking for um, this poem that I wrote down here. I just found it. So this is actually from a workshop that I did on poetry and this was written on the board. So I'll read that in a second. But basically the gist of it is I like to relate it to this. Like when one is running a marathon you know, there's a bunch of people on the sidelines holding these cups of water, but the marathon runner doesn't stop to drink the whole cup of water, nor do they have a water bottle with them. But I think that's a whole different metaphor, but they don't stop to drink the whole cup of water. They keep running the marathon and just kind (laughs) of, just kind of like throw the water at themselves, but they keep going. And then, so that's one metaphor is like, you, you grab what you need when you need it, when it's there. And you're grateful that it's there. You're like, oh, good. Here are the people with all the water. Grab some. Here's some more. Here's some more. Okay, we're going through this stretch, right? Then there'll be more people with water down the way. So that's one metaphor. Additionally, I would say, you know, keep going. Take care of yourself. Rest when you need to. Reach out to people when you need to. And then sit on your couch and binge Netflix when you'd like to or read that book when you'd like to. Um, So that helps with the creativity because when there's that balance of like, oh, this is my full-time life. This is my lifestyle. This is what I do. Then it alleviates some of that pressure because then when I go to songwrite, it's about songwriting instead of 
wow, I'm pushing myself to write this song right now. And I kind of want to go out for dinner or I, I haven't been out to dinner for a long time. So just listening to where the pressure needs to be alleviated and then it allows to open space in other areas of one's life. Um, so this was written on the, I guess like chalkboard or dry erase board behind uh, this wonderful lady who was teaching a workshop at this poetry convention I was at. And it's called The Formular. I literally just wrote down what she had on the board and said it's a poem. I do give her credit for it too. Um, so it said on the board, go slow, bite songs, don't give up, retreat when necessary, step out when possible, navigate the room, know who you're talking to, and if you're revolutionary, just go for it. So I think about that often, retreat when necessary, step out when possible, step out when possible, take those opportunities when they, when they reveal themselves, but go ahead and rest, go slow, just take a little bite off of, off of the little projects. And the next thing you know, I do have one more quote on this too. So I think it's Stephen King who said, if you write a page a day by the end of the year, but in a full year, you have a full book, 365 pages. It's like, oh, I can write a page a day. No problem. Yeah, when you when you put it in that kind of perspective, right? If you think of it as I have to write 365 pages, that's overwhelming. I am but working on like a full page book right a day now. Is, yeah, yeah. It is. It is overwhelming. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, I, I, and I've really been going into that kind of mindset too. And I'm actually, I, I write on the side, um, just nothing really related to the industry, but. Um, the one thing I'm I'm working on is an article about how to read more in a year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is just set a small goal, whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's one chapter, you know, set a small goal a day. And then it adds up to that however long book, right? Because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of the Outlander series right now, which is each book is about a thousand pages. Wow. So when you look at that thousand page book, that's overwhelming. It's like, I have a thousand pages to read, but if you do maybe one chapter, you read for 15 minutes, you read for half an hour, that's slowly, you're going to get through it, right? Yeah. So that's very similar to the, you know, write one page a day, and then you have a book by the end of the year. So I, I love that, and I, I love that poem, too. Um, I'm definitely going to, to refer to that. Just, and I think it's important, too, you know, you mentioned just take rest, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, I think some of us, especially if you are working full time and building your artist career, building your business, mm -hmm. we tend to really get into that, you know, I work nine to five and then I go home and then I, I work more on my business and you need to take time to, just for you, you mm -hmm. know, to rest and to recover and recuperate. And otherwise you're just going to run yourself into the ground. And, you know, I've, I've certainly been there where mm -hmm. I just, you know, I went full steam ahead and, I lost all creativity. I didn't know what I was doing and had to just, then I had to take a full break, right? Like mm -hmm. I had to take weeks just to, okay, where am I? What am I doing? How am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. But now I really, you know, I said, okay, you know, these are my days to work after work. And these are my days where I go, you know, I, I go out to the farm and I, you know, ride the horse or yeah. I, you know, I sit and I read and I, read like a paper book for fun. I don't look at a computer screen anymore. Right. So mm -hmm. it's really developing, you know, your, your habits and how, how you're going to take a pause. I think that's really important. And I, I just, I love that what you'd mentioned about, about doing that and making sure, even if you take time to binge Netflix, like <laughs> take time to binge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I get into a certain spot in my career or work life where I am just like pushing, 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 and I'm just like, whoa, this is, I'm pushing myself really hard. <laughs> I will also accept those moments too. Cause I'm like, okay, there's a purpose to this and then I will rest. So there's moments too, where it's like, you know, pushing really hard and, you know, driving myself really hard. But I know that when the time is right, once I reach that deadline or get past this certain element that I'm working towards, then I'll let myself rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's dependent on, on the time and place, but always, always listening to um, how I'm thinking to myself, what I'm thinking about myself and how I'm treating myself. Yeah. 
And I think it also gives us time. And, and I know that you're very active in giving back to the, the, the music industry and the entertainment industry and the community. And I think it gives us time for that as well. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where we're focusing on someone else and something else. Um, can you tell me a little bit, tell me a little about like what you do in the community and giving back and, and why it's, why it's so important to give back to the, the community and the industry? I love to give back to the community because, well, my gosh, um, I mean, it is, it's everything. I mean, community and friendship and, you know, being there for our neighbors is truly everything. And I think that the biggest thing that showed that to me is I've been through a few different, very emotionally traumatic or emotionally turmoil places of my life where other people have been there for me. And I just am so grateful for those times and places when I was like really at the, at my wits end or going through something and other people were there for me. And that, you know, that translates to everything else um, and how I can be there for other individuals too, because I was taken care of when I got to some of those dark places, there was always a helping hand it might not have come from where I expected it, or it might have been super subtle, but there was always a light at the end of the tunnel and someone there for me. Um, yeah, and, and so there's, there's a few different organizations um, I work with. There's one called Artists for Trauma that helps people who have been through either physically traumatic, emotionally traumatic, or um, veterans with PTSD. And we organize events where I I help volunteer with them, but they organize events where, um, you know, a creative, a creative atmosphere is set up and people who suffer from these traumatic events can come together, create art, listen to music, um, and just be there as community. Um, additionally, I, I support a few other, other, um, organizations as well. Um, right now I'm focused on one called Camp Win a Rainbow. So when I am gathering donations and little bits off of my like book sales or merch sales and stuff like that, I always like to send like, well, for my books, I do send a 5% um, donation to them like specifically, but I like to just like actively give to this particular foundation because what they do is they, well, it's a, it's a kid's performing camp. It's a kid's performing arts and circus camp in Northern California. So it's like a summer camp. And so we're, when I donate money, it's with, or when we donate money, it's with the intention of sending kids to camp pro bono or helping them with scholarships and stuff. And they'll learn like juggling, songwriting, improv acting, um, you know, all that kind of camp stuff, but more centered around the arts. And um, it was started by an infamous uh, hippie from the Woodstock scene named Wavy Gravy, who always dressed up like a clown. And I just love that. <laughs> silly atmosphere of letting kids be themselves and being, being that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, I think the arts are so important to, for everybody, right. No matter what you've gone through, but you know, if you're going through certain situations, it's, it's important to have that outlet or to, you know, just even have the opportunity to listen, right? To listen to music, to to experience arts. And, you know, it's helped me going through certain things, just music, going to concerts, right? Um, you know, if, if something's going on and last fall, I had a, a couple things going on in my personal life and, you know, it was upsetting. And, and I, I had a couple shows that I went to and one was actually a fundraiser for, um, uh, it's a, uh, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness has a, a charity, Dear Jack Foundation, um, to support mm-hmm. um, uh, adolescents and young adults who have uh, leukemia. And mm-hmm. so he puts on this big benefit concert every every November. And it was kind of like just, the, it was the perfect timing for, you know, I was going through something and I remember going to that show and just for three hours, mm-hmm. didn't think of it, right? Mm-hmm. I only thought about what was going on on stage and the music. And I think that's important for everybody to have, whether it's music or art or writing or, re, you know, just some, something within the, mm-hmm. the arts. So I, I love that you support all those different organizations. And, 
and getting kids to experience, you know, to be creative and to have fun. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Definitely. I think it's great to have kids be able to explore like their, their artistic expression, um, especially in the summer camp setting, because I went to summer camp when I was a kid and there was a lot of sports. And then I would have like an acting, you know, an acting group who I'd get together with or a dance group that we'd get together with. And I just love the idea of like investigating who we are through arts. Yeah. It's so fun for kids too. And, um, I actually read an article on medium. Somebody had written about how, you know, as adults, we, you know, we don't have, you know, most adults don't have that creativity anymore because Mm -hmm. those kids were told, you know, not to color outside the lines. And, and I think something like that really, you know, allows kids to be creative Mm -hmm. and, and to then that, that can translate into creativity as an adult and, um, mm-hmm. you know, they can color outside the lines. So that's awesome. Um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here uh, on the podcast. We talk, um, a little bit about, uh, you know, being a woman in the music industry and the, the different things that we experience. So I'm just curious, did you ever come across any kind of resistance as a woman in the industry? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a few different elements of it. Of course, as a female, I've been, you know, aware of certain ways that I'm treated throughout life, just because of who I am. And that's okay. I understand. But to navigate those oceans and realize, oh, it's not necessarily me. It's not necessarily a them. It's kind of a societal thing. Just kind of navigating that was interesting and continues to be a little bit interesting. Um, As far as music would go, I would say there is that element, and I know it's kind of like a cliche almost, of like, oh, well, she's pretty good for a girl. When I play the guitar, you are pretty good for a girl. Oh, she really has something going there. Or after a show, hey, I like what you did, but I think you should do this instead. And that's okay. I enjoy comments. I appreciate feedback and stuff like that. But it did happen to have like this because you're a female kind of thing you know like maybe people would walk up to a guy after a show and say hey i really like this song i think you should do this with that after but being a female of course i'm going to internalize it a little bit about that or i've gotten statements of and these are all kind of like roll off my sleeve but i'm still going to mention these things you know they don't they don't define me but i'm still going to mention them especially because i'm sure other people can relate as well I've had people come up to me after shows and say, and this isn't like the norm. It's just, you know, I'm mentioning them because it's definitely mentionable. Um, Hey, I really liked your act and you like are so good. And I love the rock and roll essence and stuff you have, but I have to mention like what you're wearing. You just, you look really sexy. And I have to say like, if you want people to really listen to your message, you're going to have to adjust the way that you dress. I'm like, Okay, because then other times when I wear that day, I was wearing um, it was a big T-shirt and a skirt. Um, But then on another day when I've worn like jeans, people are like, well, you just you didn't dress up for the gig. And I just I think you should dress up more for the gig if you want to get people's attention. So it's kind of like, you know, the appearance thing. And additionally, there's a little bit of it's gotten better in Hollywood, but there has been a little bit of like, oh, well, what? what are you willing to do for certain things that you want? And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like, I've got my guitar. I'm, you know, I've got so many things to offer. And then I'll just say, okay, I see where you're going with this. Um, I don't know quite what to do. So I'll just back out slowly out of the room and then like call my mom in a day or so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it happens to all of us. And that's why I reach out to, I'm really close with my mom. I'm really close with my dad, my family. Um, I'll reach out to them almost immediately, give it a little bit of breathing room before I reach out to them. But I'll reach out to a good girlfriend and they'll say, this wasn't normal the way that I was approached that, hey, if you want this opportunity, what are you willing to do? And they're like, no, that's not normal at all, Kendra. I'm glad that you're telling me because it helps keep myself accountable, keeps things in the industry, all sorts of industries. This goes across all industries. It keeps us accountable for what we expect out of certain situations and and other people. Right. It's, 
sometimes I hear these stories and it's like, I can't believe I, I can. And I can't believe that somebody said that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you hear the stories in the music industry and the entertainment industry. And for some reason, I guess I'm still a little shocked to hear these things, mm-hmm. but it, it happens. But I think one of the coolest things um, that's I've seen in the last, I don't know, probably about two years or so is just the, the groups of, of women mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily just women, but of, you know, men too, who really support women in the industry and who aren't that, you know, don't say those kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, just really coming together and supporting each other and, and giving each other opportunities. And um, there are so many groups out there, whether it's on Facebook or in person too, of, of people supporting each other mm-hmm. and trying to eliminate a lot of those kinds of, you know, statements mm-hmm. and, and, and connotations and how to make this a better industry for everybody. And I think, yeah. I think it's been really cool to see all of that come and, and women supporting women. Cause you know, that's another connotation is that every, you know, women are catty and we are competing with each other, but we're not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we, we really support each other. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's why I really wanted to start this podcast is I wanted to, to highlight all the women doing really cool things in the industry and and have that support and and i you know i have that support from for the the live stream for for b squared management mm-hmm. and really connecting with artists and highlighting everybody and mm-hmm. it's you know i think we're, we're coming to a point where everybody's really just wants to support each other mm-hmm. we're all individuals and we're all unique so it it um takes away it takes away the um feeling of competition because we're we're going to do things differently either way we're going to have a different way of saying things and presenting ourselves. And um, we're each unique and each of our voices um, is important too. That's also why I love this live streaming and online format. Podcasting has become huge. YouTube has become huge. I've got like a certain number of people I watch on YouTube for different things. And like, you know, it's just, it's so conversational that I've realized there's so many avenues for us each to get our voice out there and we're all supporting each other, bouncing off right. and each other. Yeah. And our, our audiences are all in different locations too, right? They're all on different platforms. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you find where your, your audience is and then, you know, you share and you support another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any resources or, or even recommendations that you would recommend to people um, looking to start in the industry, whether that's as an artist or as a, a multi-creative like, like you, you know, as an author. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I'm just going to name off some things and we'll, we'll see what sticks. <laughs> I'd say the first thing to do is to go to whatever platform that you normally, especially like in this day and age, go to whatever platform that you normally get your information from. For me, it's going to be YouTube and just look up some keywords how to start as an artist, how to be an independent artist, how to write a book and just start listening to some of those. And then you'll catch on to like what your next step for research should be. Maybe they'll list a couple books. Like for instance, we listed today the Jen Sincero books. And like, that's like for sure uh, some of the like guiding principles I'd say is listen to other people who have done what you want to do and other people who have manifested what you would like to do and read about them, whether it's a, biography or read their interviews and listen to their interviews online, look on YouTube with key phrases. Um, And then I'd say go enroll yourself in a class that's going to get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. So if you're someone who's interested in being an actress, go, go enroll in a class, or even if you just want to get out of your, out of your um, bubble for a little bit, enroll in something like an acting class or an entrepreneurial workshop or go to like a speaking session. I really like the website too. I haven't used it in a while, but this, this was a website I used when I was going through my spiritual um, development initially because it continues infinitely. But, but um, I would seek out this website called Meet Up and look up, um, you know, different like psychic medium classes that'd be going on. And I'd go to like a tarot card reading class or like um, a Native American shamanic fire ceremony. And I just, you know, those are certain types of things I'd find particularly on that website that I didn't know that other people were doing, but I could find it on Meetup 
Um, yeah, look for other people who are doing what you'd like to do and kind of see what their components are in their day to day life and follow some of those things. Um, I'd also say on the same note as enrolling in something is when I decided that I definitely want to be wanted to be a singer songwriter. I went ahead and enrolled myself in an independent artist program because I wanted to learn all the phrases. I wanted to know everything about what I was about to get myself into so that I could have control and be an active participant in my career. Additionally, go for it because there's a reason that something is speaking to you and maybe it's taking you from point A to point B and then you do something else at point B, but you might not have realized that that's what you really wanted to do if you hadn't followed, followed that path. Or maybe you know exactly what you want to do. Go for it. Whether you hear naysayers or you are like me and you had a lot of negative self-talk uh, you know, go through, go for it and just don't take no for an answer if you know that it's right for you and you know that it's something that you want to do. 100%. I mm. agree on that. I was kind of in the stage where I was like, ah, do I do it? Do I do the business? Do I not? And then I just, I went for it and amazing things have happened. So I completely agree with that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, last question before we go here. Where can my listeners find you, find your music, find your books, all that good stuff? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. This has been really fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, hey, everyone. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon, really any of the platforms that you listen to music. You can find my music there. I am Kendra and the Bunnies. So just search that and you'll find my profile. I currently have two albums out and two singles. And then my newest album is going to be released in mid-September to late September with my newest single from that album um, coming out this following Thursday, August 27th. So if this is past August 27th, head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to music, search Kendra and the Bunnies and you'll hear my newest song there. I also have um, a new music video as well as so many videos on YouTube. Um, If you look up Kendra and the Bunnies, you'll find me there as well got music videos. I even do like talks about my favorite skincare products. I'm really passionate about skincare and like herbal supplements and stuff like that. So all that is on my YouTube. If you want to head on over to Instagram, I'm actually super passionate about Instagram too. I think it's such a great platform. You know, boom, you got a photo. It's entertaining, a little bit of text. Um, So over there, I'm Ken Bunny, K-E-N-B-U-N-N-Y. And that's also on Twitter as well. Facebook, Kendra and the Bunnies Music. And yeah, if you want to reach out to me for like a booking or something like that, you can reach out to me at Kendra and the bunnies, MGMT at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. I will share all of those. We'll link to them in the show notes so everybody can find you and your music. And thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thanks. Thanks, Christy. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.